On Spotlight today on KRWC, we are happy to talk with Peggy Reed with the Wright County Farm Service Agency office in Buffalo. And Peggy, good morning. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Doing okay. Welcome to September already. Oh, yeah, and it is kind of fallish, springish, winter, summer, whatever is going on out there. <laughs> well, I hope not. I hope not winter, but maybe. Uh, I know. Maybe fall. I'd go that far. So, it's oh, kind of I think a. I heard this morning on the news they were talking possible snow in Denver over the weekend. I oh, thought, oh, that's not good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's been. So. It's been. You talk to people, and it's been kind of a, a strange summer. You know, you'd think that with uh, the lack of anything to do, it would have seemed like summer you know, was forever, and yet uh, it seems like more often than not you hear from people, I can't believe that it's September already. So I don't know what, yes. what the phenomenon yeah, is I there. totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a number of topics that we want to chat with and uh, kind of catch up on, and I know you wanted to start on the county committee elections. Uh, why don't you fill in listeners that might not be familiar with the whole process about that and then uh, where we're at right now. Okay, so... Usually every year we have a county committee election, and it kind of starts out um, in the office doing some work, but then usually from around the middle of June, so this year from June 15th to August 1st, we do what we call our nomination petitions, where we look for nominees that are um, eligible to be on our election, our county committee election, and they had to submit those nominations by August 1st, and for the election purpose, like I said, they're kind of broken into local administrative areas, and we nominate a person to be elected each year in those LLAs, or those local administrative areas. And each year when we nominate that person, that person is on the board for a three-year term, and usually we have a member that's expiring. Um, depending upon how long they have served, they can do up to a three three terms of those three years. So they could serve a total of nine years before they could no longer be on the board. This year, um, we're looking at local administrative area three, which represents um, the Clearwater, Southside, Corinna, Maple Lake, French Lake, Albion, and Chatham Townships. To be eligible on the county committee, you have to be somebody that participates or cooperates um, in the programs administered by FSA. You have to be eligible to vote in the county committee election, and you have to reside in that LLA in which the person is a candidate for. This year, we received two nominations. They are Mary Jo Lampert and Chad Schleif. And um, just to let you know, those two people will be on the county on the election ballots. Will be mailed out sometime in November, and you can select one of those two candidates. Or you can do a write-in candidate as long as that candidate resides in LLL3 and meets those requirements as far as participating in the program and those sort of things. So if anybody has any additional questions on the county committee election process, they sure can contact us here at the office. And our phone number is 763-682-1982. 682-1982 is the number to call. And uh, refresh our memory again what the... Uh, committee members' uh, jobs are? What are their tasks? Um, We usually meet on the county committee, we usually meet monthly or every couple of months, depending upon what we have going on in the office. There are some routine things that they go over, um, because at the beginning of the year we have um, 
what we call an organizational meeting, and usually the county committee will delegate myself as the CED the responsibility to approve contracts and to approve applications that are going on in the office because I'm here on the day-to-day basis, and like I said, the county committee only comes in once a month or once every two months. Um, sometimes they deal with like wetland appeals if somebody would have um, converted some wetlands out in the area or if they're appealing um, a rejection of an application or a contract. We um, will review what I've approved for them throughout the time that they were in between meetings. And um, it is a paid, um, paid position. They get paid hourly while they're in here and they also get paid mileage to and from the office when they're attending the meetings. However, this year with the coronavirus going on, we've been doing a lot of conference calls. So we're eliminating the mileage, but we are paying for the conference call time on those. Um, We also, if people are doing like facility loans, they have to review the facility application and approve that application as well. So there are a lot of functions they do. And then twice a year, they get the lovely... um, function of reviewing my performance in the office and as well as the county office staff as well. So, Okay, so a little managerial duties there too. Yes, yeah. Okay. All right, so that uh, takes care of the uh, county committee circumstances. And again, if uh, they have questions, they can give you a call on that. Move yes. on, if you will, to the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program, or CFAP. Yes. And we refer to that as CFAP, and I know we've talked about it the last couple of months because it's been going on for a while. Um, And I just wanted to remind anybody who had an approved CFAP application earlier in the year, they did come back. um, Those that were paid earlier were paid at 80% of what they applied for, and they have reviewed that, and there was enough funds. So they did pay that additional 20% to anybody who had previously been paid. So that went out a few weeks ago. But they also have extended the deadline for signing up for CFAP from August 28th, so now they have until September 11th to come in and sign up for CFAP. In addition to extending the deadline, they've also added a few commodities. They had um, a period of time where the producers could do a write-in or provide comments and provide data, and that was through June 22nd of 2020, where they could send that information in. They got about 1,700 responses that they reviewed, and from that they have added some additional commodities under CFAP. So the commodity, um, oh, my brain went dead. The commodity categories are specialty crops, which usually includes your fruits and vegetables and those sort of related crops. But in Wright County, some of the new crops they have added from that were probably like horseradish, kohlrabi, leeks. They did maple sap as long as they're using it for maple syrup, microgreens, parsley, pumpkins, rutabagas, shallots, turnips, watermelons, and onions as long as they're green onions. The other category is non-specialty crops. Those usually cover your corn, your soybeans, your small grains, your sorghums, and then also your livestock. And under those categories, they have added liquid eggs, frozen eggs, and they've added all sheep. Before, it was just only lambs and yearlings were sheep or anything that was under two years old. That was what was previously eligible. So I believe we have contacted everybody who had applied for those younger sheep and have hopefully they have contacted the office or not. 
again, but if they have not, they have until September 11th to do that. They have also added aquaculture, which is usually several types of fish that are sold as live fish food and other farm-raised fish. Then also they added nursery crops and flowers, and the category under that is nursery crops, and the flowers are only cut flowers that they added onto that. So if they need any more information on those additional crops that were added, because there are more than what I had just listed there, they'd want to go to the um, website, which is www.farmers.gov slash CFAP. So again, that's www.farmers, as in farmers, dot G-O-V backslash CFAP. Okay. And the uh, funds or the assistance uh, that is allocated just kind of goes to help folks that may have had setbacks due to uh, the COVID situation uh, kind of help keep them afloat here for a while. Right. And it, and it is usually because they had problems um, selling their crop during a certain time or um, I know with the fruits and vegetables, a lot of times they um, there was delays in getting those to the produce or to the vendors and then that sometimes the vendors would turn those away. So then they also kind of cover a period of time that they kind of like sold them, but then they rejected them because they had rotted. So there there are several categories that are getting paid underneath of those things. And for the livestock, it was like a sales period as well as the livestock they had on hand from a certain period as well. All right. Peggy Reed, our guest with Wright County FSA. I know you've got a number of things here. I'll let you pick from your smorgasbord and, and uh, pick the next category. Um, well, another thing in our office that we're working on right now, and I know we talked about for a little bit of time, is the um, WIP Plus or the Wildfire and Hurricane Indemnity Program. And right now that program is eligible for anybody who had losses because of droughts or excessive moisture in 2018 and 19. We could start signing up for that um, March 23rd. And we do have several applications. Um, we input the information that we receive from their crop insurance and from what we have certified here in our office. We put that application in the system. Somebody has second partied those. Um, to make sure that all the information is inputted correctly. And then once we have those ready, they have to go to county committees for review. And once a county committee has reviewed those, we'll have paid, we will make payments on those. So there are some areas that have made payments on those already. We just are waiting for a county committee to review those first few applications and then our payments should start coming out here sometime hopefully the mid part of September. Okay. And to be eligible for that, they had to have suffered um, losses on either their crops, their trees, or shrubs, or vines. They usually have to have a presidential disaster declaration or a secretarial disaster declaration from those natural disasters. Um, but if we had losses that were located in a county not designated by the secretary, um, the county committee could make that determination whether they could qualify for that. And in Wright County did determine that in 2019, due to excessive moisture, the whole county would be eligible for that WIP program. And so anybody that feels like they've lost that um, 
you should continue to contact the FSA office. I know, like I said, we have done several of them, but I know there are people out there, and we try to ask every time they call also if they are eligible for that. Um, like I said, it was drought or excessive moisture, um, but they're also looking at um, doing another WIP Plus application, which is going to be covered for quality losses that resulted in price reduction or penalty when marketing crops were damaged by eligible disaster events. And right now we don't have a startup for that or we don't have any more details on that. So there's a possibility, even though you have applied for the WIP program here in the office, we might be giving you another call to see if you qualified for some of those quality losses as well. Um, and I just want to remind everybody again, you know, when you're signing up for those programs, we are still only open for phone appointments. Um, we are still going out in the field on occasional, for occasional businesses. We're following appropriate social distancing. And um, like I said, if they want to give the office a call, we do have a walk-up window that we're using um, we are doing a drop box. We are meeting them all in the parking lot. So, I mean, we are trying to service them the best we can. So if they give us a call, we'll try to get them signed up for either that WIP, app, that WIP program or um, the CFAP. Now, I know we talked about that we're getting the information from RMA or their crop insurance. If you don't have crop insurance, you can still apply for WIP. Um, it's just that if you do apply for WIP and get a WIP payment, you will be required to carry crop insurance in 2022 and 2023. Um, and then you will need to provide the office with additional information if you do not have that crop insurance information to prove that you had that loss. So. Okay. Uh, bring us up to date on uh, the programs uh, called ARC and PLC. Um, well, with your ARC... Um, or your agricultural risk coverage program and your price loss coverage program, which is ARC PLC. Um, I just want to remind you that if you are in those programs, you do want to make sure that your land isn't eroding from wind and water erosion and you're controlling those noxious weeds. If you are contacted by the office, um, there is a penalty for having those issues on your land that is enrolled in ARC PLC, and it could get to the point that if you're not following those rules on that, the county committee could actually go as far as terminating that contract for you on any of those years where those things are not being met. And another thing with the ARC PLC contract, um, we are also taking a one-time yield increase for 2020, and that deadline for that is going to be on September 30th to get those yields increased. Um, now, I know some of us had done PLC yields earlier, and I know at one time we kind of had figured that um, by the time you do the couple of reductions on your PLC, even with a 200 bushel acre corn, by those times of reduction, your PLC yield would have to be higher than probably about 100 and, or be lower than 160 in order for that 200 yield to increase your yield, if that makes sense. But like I said, if you are looking at increasing those yields, you have until September 30th. However, if we could get those in here by September 25th, that would be great because we still do have to input those into the system and have that time to meet that September 30th deadline. All right. 
Getting uh, an update on the activity at the Farm Service Agency office in Wright County in Buffalo. Peggy Reed is our guest. Um, where should we go next? Farm storage facility uh, loans? You yeah. want to talk about that? Yes. So we call that the um, FSL program, um, and those are low-interest finances that can be used to build or upgrade storage facilities or to purchase portable new or used structures. You can purchase some equipment, some storage, and some handling trucks. And they've also added liquefied petroleum tanks, which are a covered eligibility commodity that can be used for fuel, for um, grain dryers, and equipment. Um, And in order to be eligible for that, you have to have an eligible commodity planted and be able to store that eligible commodity on your on your farm. So those eligible commodities include your corn, your grain, sorghum, your soybeans, your small grains, um, some minor oil seeds, and they have to be harvested as whole grain. You have some pulse crops like your lentils, chickpeas, and dry peas. You can do hay. There's some storage things for honey, renewable biomass. There can be um, cold storage facilities for fruits nuts and vegetables. You can look at facilities for floricultures. We can do hops, maple syrup, rye, milk, cheese, butter, yogurt, meat, and poultry unprocessed. Things for eggs and aquaculture, um, excluding the systems that maintain live animals through uptake and discharge of the water. Um, Qualified facilities can include your grain bins, your hay barns, like I said, the cold storage facility, and those are just some of the eligible commodities. And like I said, we can do some on those handling equipments and those handling trucks. Um, and forgive me, I these, sometimes these things change so fast. I know one time they would, I think, pay for the um, semi-box, but not the semi-truck. But that may be changing, too, so that might be something to look at. Those loans can be up to $50,000, and they can be just secured by a promissory note and a security agreement. If you have a loan that you're taking out from $50,000 to $100,000, that may require some additional security. And um, and you can go as high as up to um, $500,000 on those facility loans. And that would be if you had a couple of them, you couldn't exceed that. You do not need to demonstrate a lack of commercial credit availability to apply for that because we do have some loan, program, some loan programs where you do have to do that. And they're, um, you know, they're designed to help with those diverse farming operations out there. And like I said, you know, we're looking at the small and mid-sized businesses and um, any operations supplying food and at farmer markets and also non-traditional farm products and underserved producers. Um, You can always go to our um, fsa.usda.gov and slash price support area to get more information on the facility loans. And for the month of September, if you would be taking out a facility loan, the interest rate for a five-year facility loan is 0.25%. The interest rate on a seven-year loan is 0.5%, and a 10-year loan is 0.625%. So we're looking at at under a percentage of of under 1% for interest on that. So it's very low interest right now for a facility loan. 
Oh. All right. Sounds great. Um, finish up, if we can, with a couple of reminders. I guess uh, the harvest getting uh, ever closer, and uh, for the vast majority of growers, it's been uh, a pretty darn good growing season. A couple of areas that got a little hail here toward the end and maybe yeah. a little more rain than they wanted, but... I just want to remind everybody, you know, as you're, as you're harvesting your um, crops and if you have those facilities out there to hold your grain and be able to store your commodities on the farm, um, we are eligible for a nine-month marketing assistance loan program. Well, like I said, you, do a, you can store your 2020 farm store commodities and you can put that under loan for nine months um, and it has to be paid back by the maturity at the end of the maturity of those nine months. The interest rate for the September is 1.125% on commodity loans. Um, if you need to sell that during that term of that loan, you just give us a call. We give you a marketing authorization, and you get authorization to haul that to the um, elevators, and then usually the elevators will send us a check um, to help pay off that loan. Otherwise, like I said, they are... They mature nine months after they are taken out, so we are expecting that money at the end of the nine months. So it's just a, kind of a nice operating expense. Mm-hmm. A little cash flow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Peggy, some good information as always, and they can always contact your office if they have questions. Have uh, you or anybody in the office been out and around to see, uh, even just casually, uh, any any crop reports for us? Um. You know, I try to I try to watch that, and you think you're watching it good, and all of a sudden you start looking around and going, "Oh yeah, this is there." And all of a sudden you look over and go, "The boy, the beans are starting to change some colors, and <laughs> you can see the corn is starting to change some colors." And I noticed the other day we were out on a motorcycle ride, and I seen that they were cutting hay again, and some silage is being chopped, so it's starting to progress towards fall. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. when we get this uh, temperature change here, everybody kind of thinks. Uh, and a few leaves start to turn color, and you start to think right away about uh, the harvest season. So Yes, you sure do. Well, hopefully oh. it'll be uh, a little more manageable than last year when uh, it went on and on, and some people didn't even get stuff in until this spring, so who knows? Yes, yes. So that would be nice if they have a nice, beautiful, productive harvest season. Absolutely. Okay, Peggy, remind us once more about uh, any contact information for you, the uh, office number or email or whatever. Yep, you can give us a call here at the office at 763-682-1982. And if you want to email, the best thing to do would be the office email, and that is mnbuffalo, all lowercase, and it's hyphen, FSA, at sign, one.usda.gov, and that way everybody in the office gets that email, and the person that needs to address the information can take care of that, or if they're out of the office, then somebody else can take care of that information. So. Somebody will jump in with uh, with the next helping hand. So Yes, they will. Okay, Peggy. Well, uh, we always appreciate talking with you, and have a great month of September. By this time next month, I would think uh, we'll... Probably be focusing more, a little more on the uh, harvest time. Yes, we will. <laughs> okay. Have a good month. You too. Thanks, Tim. Yep. Stay safe. Thanks. Peggy Reed, Wright County FSA office in Buffalo, and our guest on today's Spotlight here on KRWC.